fellow Dev Nation, today I have the privilege of talking one-on-one with Evan Carmichael. We discuss how fear and failure has shaped our lives, what has been Evan's most embarrassing interview, as well as what question or idea he asks himself every morning before starting the day. For those of you guys who don't know, Evan Carmichael believes in entrepreneurs. Gary Vaynerchuk called him the DJ who inspires people and has even been called the modern day Napoleon Hill. He now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 2 million subscribers and 300 million views. He's written four books and speaks globally. He wants to solve the world's biggest problem. People don't believe in themselves enough. Forbes named him one of the world's top 40 social marketing talents and Inc. named him one of the 100 great leadership speakers and 25 social media keynote speakers you need to know. He has a giant Doritos bag in front of him all day long to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. Toronto is his home, he's a husband, father, TSM fan, and Timo Maine. This is Evan Carmichael. So originally I wanted to discuss topics of the book, right? You know, okay. who, why, when, or who, you know it there. Um, but then you went ahead and, and asked, and, you're in, you know, uh, I want you to go ahead and ask something that I personally don't know. So I was like, okay, well, that kind of defeated everything I wanted to talk about. So I went ahead and read your book again, started studying a lot of your different interviews and, and things like that. Um, and then I also started reading another book because uh, I got a lot of inspiration from books. John C. Maxwell's um, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions and trying to get right. some sort of inspiration. Or, or... So we're, we're waiting for your great okay. question. <laughs> um, so from there, I was like, okay, we could talk about uh, fear because uh, I guess, as you mentioned earlier, mentioned something you're embarrassed about. So I'm pretty fearful right now of doing one-on-one interviews with people. So I was like, I got to do an interview. Like I have to, like that's it. Like I got to jump into it, embrace it. So from there, I uh, wanted to start with um how has fear and failure shaped your life well let's break down let's break it down like talk to talk to me and your audience about how this interview even happened well this interview like how oh, long did you okay. want to have me on your channel before you reached out uh since i got your book i think in november okay that's actually not that bad i mean it's not yeah. talking about fear and a lot of people it's like a year later or five years later or something that they had the idea but then so you you acted on it pretty quickly uh and then and then what then at the beginning i said no right didn't you kind of like join me uh, on the live stream what happened yeah so so you have your live stream gaming on Aaron carmichael gaming and i was like hey you know i read your book i would really love to just talk about the ideas in the book and you know try and share that with other people share with the audience and you were like Oh, well, I'm really busy right now. Uh, maybe try it during the new year. Cause I asked you, of course, like mid December, cause I was kind of waiting, like, I don't know if to ask. So it took me like two weeks to build up the courage to even ask in the live gaming thing. But I was like, just ask, you know, let's do seven it says no. Okay, fine. And then you said, maybe. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll take it. Like, I get it. You're busy. You talk to so many different great people. So I was like, I'd be honored. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go again. And then I was like, January 1st came and I was like, oh, let me ask. I'm like, no, no, let me wait. Let me wait. I know, you know, still coming out of the new year. And so I, I think I waited like a week after the new year to kind of, you know, let people get back into the swing of things. And then I asked again, hey, you know, would you be able to come and do an interview? And originally when I asked, I thought we were going to be talking about the book. So then when I found out, no, talk about questions that I just want to know about from you. I was like, oh, crap. Like that completely blew everything I want to talk about. So this last week, I've just been like reading and studying and like watching a lot of your interview videos. I'm like, okay, okay. Like, it's become good. So, you know. so listen, that's a, that's a great lesson in overcoming fear because the way to, the way through fear is through. You do it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so 
now the job is first off, I mean, congrats. You're already way ahead of how old are you right now? Uh, 22. I mean, me at 22, I would, I would be, I wouldn't do this. I mean, it'd be terrified out of my mind. Um, so, you know, I'm still, I still get nervous. I had Tony Robbins on. Yeah, I saw that. I was going to mention like, wow. I was super nervous going in. And like, listen, Mm -hmm. I've already had Tony on my channel. We've already hung out backstage at his, uh, you know, events. So uh, not that like we're best friends or anything, but I already know him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm, I was still nervous going into it. And I'm still like Mm -hmm. before the interview pacing back and forth in my office. Oh yeah. I got to get the intro down. I got to get my first question out. How, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about, you know, still super nervous. So me, and I'm 40, right? Me at 22, it would have been a train wreck. So congrats. I mean, you're already doing it. Um, the next step is to cut the, the gaps. So you had two gaps. The first okay. gap was two weeks of you thinking about having me on the show to then you asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to shrink that gap as okay. soon as possible. Like you want that to be in the moment. You get the idea, you do something. You get the idea, you do something. The second mm-hmm. gap was Jan 1. You should have just messaged on January. If I don't know, was I live on January? I was, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you I was live. We we went all the way through, um, and and actually that was one of my. Like almost nobody showed up to that one, oh. so if you came and you and you said love is like hey you said New Year I know it might be a little aggressive but I'm I, I'd love to have you on it's Jane one so I'm asking again, you know. Sure. Okay. You, now it's only a week, so it's not something that to beat yourself up over, mm-hmm. but that's the gap that most people have is that they just wait and they wait and they wait for okay. you it was only three weeks total for some people that's three years or three decades, but mm-hmm. it's still the idea that how do we shrink that gap as much as possible, recognizing that the fear doesn't go away until you do it. Like mm-hmm. the sure. very first time I, I had Tony Robbins on. Okay. Uh, I think you relate to this. I was so nervous. I was so scared. I was preparing for weeks. You know, it's like, yeah. oh my God, Tony's yeah, no, I, was like, oh. I was watching his other interviews. I'm trying to ask good questions. I don't want to offend him or piss exactly, him off. Exactly. Yeah. Like, especially right. when you don't know them. It's like, oh. I, I knew his team, but I didn't know him. And, yeah. and I just, I just didn't want it to, even though knowing like, are you really going like, to, what are you, you're not going to piss him off. Like logically it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. There'd be very few things you could say here that would actually piss me off. Right. Um, but I got up to the day and, I, and now as we get closer to the day, I'm actually secretly, hope, I hope they cancel. Like, you know, I'm busy. I, I'm not prepared. He should be doing other things. Like, I hope they cancel, but it's like, okay, he's, they're not going to cancel. So we go and, and I'm getting ready. I'm getting, and, you know, I'm so scared about a couple hours before the thing, they write to cancel. Oh, they say, super sorry, Evan. Tony's got a last minute emergency. He's got to go. He's got to fly out to, I mean, they didn't say what it was, but, we can't do it yeah. right now. Let's find another time. And then I felt worse, you know, like you're kind of hoping sometimes that they would cancel, like they let you mm-hmm. off the hook, but then, man, I just did all this prep work. I just did all this yes. research. I just did all this like practicing and now it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it took two more years before he came on my channel. Wow. It took two years of following up and working with his team and all this stuff. And it's not, it's not them. It's one, Tony doesn't do a lot of interviews. And two, I had to, I had to prove myself and show, you know, I mean, I'm, yeah. I wasn't top of his list compared to CNN and wherever else, Oprah and all the other stuff he was doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so when they actually do cancel, if sometimes, you know, if that happens, you just end up feeling worse. And so the way through the fear, the fear then just comes back the next time you go into the interview. So the way through is through, like you, you do it. Just, 
Okay. By waiting two weeks, three weeks, a month, three years, it just doesn't let the fear go away. You have to just jump into it and, and teach yourself that you're the kind of person who does scary things. So I, I love it. I mean, you did it. It only took you three weeks of delay time, which is mm -hmm. way ahead of what I would be at 22 for sure. Uh, and, and the path through future fears are as soon as you can catch it to then, yeah, just, just do just something do about it. Okay. Like, what's the worst thing that happens? I guess I was kind of apprehensive since it's like someone else. Like I know if, if I have an idea and it's just me, I'll do it. And then worst that happens, I fail. But well, if it's dude, someone else, yeah. I feel a little like, oh, I don't want to like be too pushy and then they like block me or something like, oh no. Yeah, but what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Like the worst that happens, you come on my live stream and I say, dude, I hate you. Never talk to me again. I mean, that is terrible. <laughs> and then it's like, man, that Evan Carmichael is a big jerk. Forget him. I'm going to go and, and there's other people, <laughs> right? But that yeah. that never happens. Nobody would, you know, nobody would say that. Um, and if they did, they're in, just in a really bad mood that day. Um, and probably won't remember uh, that it was you anyway, right? Sure. Um, so yeah, just leaning in, just starting it. The next idea that you get, this isn't just a you thing. This is everybody. People, I uh, like to say, you're not afraid to fail. You're afraid to fail in front of somebody else. If it's just you, who cares? You, mm -hmm. You'll do it. Yeah. But when it's somebody else, your fear, you, all the fears come in of yeah. disappointing them, letting them down, being stupid, wasting their time, yes. you know, offending them. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I leave this, think, oh man, ah, that guy is like such a waste of time. You know, right? Like that, mm -hmm. that would, if, if anybody even remotely thought that about me, like, oh my God, I feel so bad, right? But, yeah. but you have to risk failure, even though it's a tiny, tiny chance of it actually happening, you have to risk the failure because otherwise you never get the upside. Okay. Makes sense. Um, like this might, this could have happened earlier. Yeah. Now, again, you, you didn't wait that long. It was mm -hmm. only three weeks, but for other people, I've asked that question to other people on their shows. And when I say yes to people, it's mostly off of a vibe, you know, for this, I, I didn't, I didn't ask how many subs do you have? Or I don't even know where this is going. Is this YouTube? Is this a podcast? Like, I don't even know. Right. I don't, I don't do, I don't, I don't look at the numbers or really care too much about that. It's more mm -hmm. like, do I like this person? And the fact that you came to the live when you were helping the community and you're adding, you know, positivity. And then you asked, and I said, no. And then you came back in January and you asked again, reminded me, right. Yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, you know what? I like this guy. So yes, uh, that, that's, that stuff is really, really, really important. Um, when I ask other people on their shows, how long did you wait? How long do you think about having me on? A lot of people say, oh, I don't know, about six months, a year. It's like, I would have said yes, six months ago. Okay. It's like, and then you realize, oh my gosh, I just wasted six months of time. And that's not to make them feel guilty. It's more that the next time it comes up, chase it, just do it. Yeah. And you, you get a yes, or you get a no, or they ignore you, or, or they don't. Most of the time, they don't even see it. You know, okay. sure. it's just hard to get in front of some of these people. Um, so yeah, just do it. Okay. Um, then I do wanted to ask, since we're also talking about fear, what was for you the most embarrassing interview you've ever had with, I guess, an interviewer or an interviewer? Most embarrassing moment I've had? Yeah, in like just in an interview. In an interview, most embarrassing moment I've had in an interview. Um, I did one last week in my undershirt. Oh, that was pretty embarrassing. Yes. That was last week. So here's the oh. thing. I love leaning into those moments, right? Mm -hmm. Right after Tony Robbins, okay? So I guess it's a week and a half ago. Right after Tony Robbins, um, I do the interview, and I was so nervous going into it that I I'm wearing these, you know, a, a thick kind of hoodie. 
mm -hmm. that I was sweating all through like the Tony interview. We're like, oh my God, more in the lead up. But after I'm so hot, like oh, I can't breathe. I mean, yes, mm -hmm. we did it, but I'm, I'm sweating buckets. And so I take off my shirt to mm -hmm. cool off, but I have five minutes until my next show with somebody else where yeah. I'm being interviewed. And so I get on and I forget to put my hoodie back on. So I'm in my undershirt and this is what I want to train you and other people. The immediate voice in my head is, oh, I need to, oh my God, look at myself. Like we went, we started recording, my camera comes on like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. But then right away, it's like, no, I'm going to do this. As opposed to the guy would have been fine to say, hey, oh my God, I'm sorry. Can I just put my hoodie on? I'm sure he's going to say yes. Right. But yeah. I want to lean into that discomfort. And so he did the whole interview in my undershirt just because. Nice. You know? Mm -hmm. just because now this guy, I mean, hopefully this guy gets a unique interview. It's different um, than everybody else. Uh, and so that, that like, it's constantly trying to lean into those moments, whether it's on camera or not, that I'm afraid to do this. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of being judged, right? Like, I mean, I could be in my undershirt all day, but I don't want to be on the, in my undershirt in front of yeah. other people. Right. And yeah. so because of that fear, I don't want that fear to own me. So I have to step into it. And now I could do it again if I needed to, right? It's not an expression of me, right? Like I don't want to walk around all day in my undershirt. It's, it's an undershirt for a reason, but mm -hmm. I could do it if I wanted to. And I don't want that fear to control me. And I think yeah. a lot of people don't do things because of the fear. They don't post to Instagram because of how it might be judged. Yeah. They don't YouTube. post to YouTube because of how yeah. people might look at them. They don't ask for that interview because they might get a no, right? Yeah. Um, so every time I feel that fear or potential embarrassment, then I want to, I want to step in and do it. And worst case, it becomes a great story. That's yeah? true. Yeah. That you Embrace use. the fear. Yeah. Like even yeah. if the, if you came on here and said at the start, you were super nervous right before, like we pressed record and like, yeah, oh. Hey, did you just go for a run or something? Like, no, I'm just super nervous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Like I would, for me, I would, for now I would start recording. And then even if you just vomited all over yourself mm -hmm. and then just ask some questions, <laughs> I think that's the greatest interview of all time. Yeah. Right. And then you can yeah. look back. It's like the time I vomited on camera with Evan yeah. Carmichael. Right? I think it's fantastic. Right. Mm -hmm. Where most people would then be horrified. Yeah. Delete then it. Definitely never post that. Yeah. And then try to do a round two. Like if That's you true. said, if you vomited everywhere and then, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like what would happen? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so nervous. I don't know what's happening. Can we reschedule? Uh, I say, dude, keep going. Like clean up, don't clean up, whatever. Just ask me, ask me one question. And, gotcha. and you might say, okay, we do this again. Like, I'll do this again. I'll do round two with you. Mm -hmm. If you post round one, like you got to post the vomit yeah, and true. the, and the one question. Mm -hmm. Cause that's yeah, such true. a great, it's, it's, it's a part great of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you don't see the journey when you're in the journey, you feel yeah. like this sucks and I can't post this. I'm going to disappoint people and people are going to laugh at me. Mm -hmm. Once you're past it, then you can look back and say, oh man, remember that time I vomited with Evan Carmichael on my channel. That was crazy. Right. Yeah. We don't have the perspective. We're too caught up in the moment of the fear. So that's, that's the job is to try to catch it. Okay. It's, to, it's to try to catch yourself and say, no, even if this goes sideways, it's part of my journey that I'll be able to share with other people. That's true. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what inspired me to do the hundred day challenge. I was like, man, I heard Zan talking about it and then Let's go. Patchy mentioned it. So I was like, you know what? Like everyone else is, is dealing with this fear of, of talking to the camera and speaking from the camera and recording and posting it. So I was yeah. like, I'm just going to do hundred videos, try to do every day, patch and I six days, but I'm trying to actually do every single day and just whatever happens, happens. And 
you know. Yeah. So, but it's been fun actually. So I was speaking on stage at in Puerto Rico at Brendan Burchard's private mastermind. Mm-hmm. And you have to pay thirty to fifty K to be in this group. Oh. Uh and so everybody in the group is millionaires, multimillionaires. And Brendan asked me to come on and and, and teach. So I had an hour and something to go on and teach. And they were all, there were no slides. There was no PowerPoint. They were using a, a flip chart. Okay. Like an old school, like paper. And you, and I had never yeah. used a flip chart in a presentation. I just, I just had never done it. But they were only using flip charts. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. And I get on stage and mm-hmm. I, I, I realize I don't even know where to stand because everywhere I'm standing, I'm, I feel like I'm blocking somebody. <laughs> the first markers that I'm using don't open like, oh. how, and, and then I'm panicking, right? Like mm-hmm. this is a high end group. I'm now like making a fool of myself on stage, super nervous. And I just explain mm-hmm. it. It's like, I don't know how Brendan and Dean do this. <laughs> and everybody started laughing. And then I kind of hid behind the, the thing and lent into it. And, and at the end of it, um, I'd, I'd spoken once before with Brendan on stage at the end of it, it's like, what you just did was the best speech I've ever seen you do. Like it was so much better than the other one. Lean into that playfulness more. And, and I'm not that playful, uh, a guy, you know, I'm not the entertaining, super funny guy. I was just leaning into how I was feeling. And instead of trying to cover it up and make it this mask, it was more, okay, this is what I'm struggling with guys. You know, here we go. I'm, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to beat this flip chart and figure out how to make it work. (laughs) Nice. Okay, cool. Um, so then, then these are more questions that I had from, uh, the John Maxwell's book. Um, okay. so what questions do you tend to ask yourself every day? Or if there's just one question, what do you ask yourself? Um, I think the most important one is what's my intention for the day. So the, the first okay. thing that I do is I wake up and ask what's, what's my intention for today? What is today? You know, so, so we're recording this on a Thursday. Thursday is my public facing day. That's when I, I put my extrovert hat on and I'm doing interviews and group meetings. And we had our movement makers this morning Yeah, and great. then I had a podcast. Now I'm on your show and then I'm going to have to do like, it's just all day long. It's going to be interviews and podcasts and shows. Mm-hmm. And yesterday was my project day and I just have the whole day open, do whatever I want. And Tuesday is my YouTube day and tomorrow's my CEO day. And when I'm in it, I'm not thinking about what's next. Like today, all I care about is your show and what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And then my next interview, I'm going to think about their show. I, what am I doing tomorrow? I don't know. I mean, I know it's CEO day, but I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. tomorrow until I get to tomorrow. So yeah. I use the morning as a reset to say, oh, what am I, what am I doing today? Oh, today's Thursday. Okay, Thursday. I, I wake up like I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like I wake up like, what day is today? What, what am I supposed to be working on? It's not like I wake up and say, I'm ready. It's Thursday. Let's go, fam. Come on. Right? Like, I, nobody wakes up like that. And so I wake up and I'm, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And I look at the calendar and, and I look at what I'm doing for the day. So who am I, inter- who am I having on? Oh, I'm going to be on a financial developer. Oh yeah. I love that guy. He was on my YouTube live stream. Uh, I, oh, today's movement makers day. Awesome. Oh, and I'm doing this stuff coming up. Great. And I just want to get myself ready. What's my intention for today? I want to try to bring the best for all the people that I'm trying to show up for. Okay. My intention is to try to be my best for you here today, for every other you know interview yeah. I'm doing, for movement makers this morning. It's my mm-hmm. intention. Uh, maybe I don't hit it. You know, maybe maybe mm-hmm. 
maybe you walk away and say, Evan, man, that sucked. That was the worst interview I've ever seen you do. Awesome. It's like, it was still my intention to show up, right? Because yeah. when you're thinking about something else, if I'm here talking to you and I'm thinking about what I'm doing this weekend, I'm not, yeah, not the I'm not here for you. I'm not creating, yeah. I think it's disingenuous to the intention here. Yeah. So in the morning, what's my intention for the day? And I'll look at my calendar and I think your calendar should be a reflection of your goals. Okay. Right. Like if you want to accomplish your goals, yeah. there's Make habits that have yes. to happen. Yeah. Otherwise it's just an idea. If you don't do anything, right. If you just, I have mm -hmm. all these ideas of who I want to interview. If you're never reaching out, it's never going to happen. So in your calendar sure. has to be actions yeah. that will help you accomplish your goals. Okay. So that's what's in my calendar. And, and if you look at my Thursday calendar, it's just jammed. And some of them I know, like readers, uh, uh, the insiders group for my readers group or the movement makers. And then some of them, I didn't know we had this book today. You know, like before today, I didn't know it was today. I knew mm -hmm. we had, we were going to do it at some yeah. point, but I didn't know it was today. And I look mm -hmm. like, oh, we're doing it today. Awesome. Okay, cool. I wonder what we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. And that just sets my intention for the day. I'm not thinking about my YouTube channel. I'm not thinking about my other projects. I'm not thinking about the weekend. Uh, I'm just thinking about showing up for the people that, I've committed to for the day. Um, and I do that every day. So tomorrow will be something else. Um, what's my intention for today? Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, what's your question that you ask yourself every day? Oh, um, I uh, think it was, uh, was it Benjamin Franklin. It was like, I wake up and I just ask like, what good can I do today? It's like, what is like something good that I can just try and do, even if it's just one thing, right? Because I mean, uh, so I'm, you know, like starting out, you're, you don't have a whole team, you know, editing for you, doing any, yeah. that kind of stuff for you. So yeah. I'm, I'm doing, you know, this, I'm also doing uh, school almost full time and then I'm working full time. So it's like, it's a lot of things uh, to manage. So some, some, there's some days I know where I'm not gonna be able to do more than one thing. So I just ask myself, what's a good act I can do today. And if yeah. I can do more, I can do more. And that's great. You know, I love it, dude. I mean, anything that helps bring intention and perspective. I think it's super valuable, right? Okay. What's one good thing I can do today? What's my intention for the day? What can I do to scare myself today? Right? Like any of that is great because it gives you yeah. intention and perspective because most people wake up like an accident and then just fall into their day, load their phone and start responding to other people's emergencies and, and plans for their life. That's most people. Yeah, that's true. And actually, have you ever read on um, uh, uh, the 5 a.m. club? I read uh, it Robin recently. Sharma. Yeah. 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 Um, so one thing I kind of took from that is like, uh, like to have like an hour to yourself. And so like something I've actually recently started doing is I'll put my phone on airplane mode. So when I go to sleep, so when I wake up, it's just, I have about an hour or two to myself like I said, to reflect, to plan out the day. Okay. Today are my, like, as you say, intentions of the day, you know, and I found that that really helps like not even get notifications from social media or anything like that. Like just, okay, I'm here, I'm present, be in the present and kind of focus on the day. So that's cool. Okay. Nice. Um, so then another question, uh, how do you, uh, make your team better? Like, how do you like to go ahead and try and make, improve your team day to day? Yeah, I think it's, weekly? it's caring about them as people, mm -hmm. wanting them to win as humans more than you want them to win with you. I want the people on my team to win as people more than I want them to win with me. Now, quite often it's a similar path. It's like, Hey, you want to do this. Your best path is to stay with me and I'll help you get there. But it may mean that they have to leave and go do something else. Right? Yeah. Like Zan, if you watch our, our live stream, Zan is my co-host. Yeah. Um, I want Zan to win. 
mm-hmm. more than I want him to win with me. And that may mean he has to jump off at some point and not be my co-host on this stream. If I ever felt like me being with Zane on the stream wasn't in his best interest, I would kick him out. I would kick him out. It's like, Dan, I love you. You can't be here anymore. You have to go do that thing. I'm not going to let you stay here. You have to go off and do that thing. It's, it's, even though he's bringing so much value to me, it's actually holding him back. If I felt, I don't feel that way. I think it's great for him. But if I did, I push him away towards the thing that he should be doing. And when you, when you do that, most people only think, what can this person do for me? When you think, what does this person need and how can I help them? Often, again, there's parallel paths. But at some point, some people may have to divert and go do something else. Maybe somebody's with you for life. Maybe somebody's with you for 10 years. Maybe somebody's with you for 10 months or 10 hours, and, and they have to go off and do their thing. But while we're together, I'm, I just want you to win as a human. And when people feel that, you get their, not just their brain, but you get their heart and their soul. Like they're, trust. They're, yeah, like they're pulling for you. They want you. I, did a, I do every Sunday morning, I do a call with somebody on my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a coffee. Like I wake up, I have my coffee and I, I chat with somebody on my team. Nice. And we don't talk about work for the most part because I, I don't even know what they're doing, right? We've got 30 mm-hmm. something people on my team. My wife does all the hiring. Um, some people have been working for me for a couple of months and I haven't met them yet. And this might be our first call. And I don't, uh, I don't really know what they're doing day to day. Like I know generally what they're doing, but I'm not managing them. I don't know their specifics. If somebody's doing thumbnail design for me, for example, I know they're doing thumbnail design, but I don't know which ones they're working on and what needs to be improved and how their training is going because I'm not directly managing yeah. them. Okay. But I still got on the call to ask, how are you doing? Like, hey, how's COVID where you are right now? How, how are you liking the company? How are you liking your manager? How are we... What, what are you trying to come? What did you go to school for? And we just, we just chat. And the person, the woman I spoke to on last Sunday, then messaged me is like, thank you so much. I'm crying. My heart is so full because uh, nobody's no boss of mine has ever spent the time to just get to know me. Right. It's like, I only spent 45 minutes with her. It wasn't some crazy life coaching breakthrough yeah. moment. Like mm-hmm. just caring about people yeah. makes a big difference. And if they feel that you care, not even as a strategy. It's yeah, just, just it's just good. It's like yeah, just like... good to care about people. Mm-hmm. And that always comes back, whether they stay with you or they end up leaving the company and they say good things about you or refer something to you, like over a long enough timeline, it always comes back to help you. Okay. Um, one last thing. Uh, why the paper airplane? So for me, uh, the logos of the paper airplane mm-hmm. and on the videos that the airplane yeah, is taking off and, it, and, it, and it, then you hear the boom of a sonic yeah. boom. And for me, it's a paper airplane because that represents entrepreneurship. When you're starting an idea, you have no money. It's not like yeah. you're some fancy jet plane that you've got $8 million. Like jet planes are more like, you know, $100 million or something for a plane. Um, you, don't, you don't have that kind of money. It's a paper airplane that you made yourself. Mm-hmm. But you're flying and you're trying to get somewhere. You're trying to change and you don't want to end up in the same spot that you started. You're trying to go somewhere and reach new heights. That's entrepreneurship. But the winds are fighting us and the, your, yeah. your paper is getting torn and you shouldn't make it there. But that's the ambition. And on my YouTube videos, when, when we made the plane sound, it sounded like a crop duster, like small airplane. I said, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I want it to sound like a jet that then yeah. breaks the sound barrier because that's impossible. Like a paper airplane would never break the sound barrier, but that's what entrepreneurs do. And so that's why it's a paper airplane. Awesome. Wow. Great. Thank you. I know we're pretty much out of time. 
just thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah, I, I truly do appreciate it. Thanks for yeah, having me, man. Great job. Thank you. Okay, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Cheers. Take care. Yeah.